Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons and we're so glad to have you with us again today here in the House of Faith. If you haven't been staying up with uh, Legacy TV lately, let me tell you something. There's some big things going on. Uh, we are on the move. And I want to tell you all about that this week. If you missed last week's broadcast, I encourage you to go back and get it. It's available on a bunch of different platforms. You can visit us online, pearsonsministries.com. It's there on the Legacy Studios app. Get a, hold of it, uh, get a hold of it that way. We've also got a couple of different podcasts that you can get the uh, audio from. Uh, the broadcast last week, the Legacy TV audio podcast, it's on there. I want you to get caught up with what we're talking about because this that we're dealing with last week, this week, and, and uh, as the Lord leads us over the next couple of weeks, is everything to do with this big transition that's going on in our lives and in this ministry, but I believe it will speak to you and minister to you as well. So I wanna pick back up on that today. Let's do this, let's pray together, then we'll get right into the word. Father, we love you, we worship you. Thank you for being so good, so faithful to us and faithful to your word. You watch over it and you perform it in our lives. And we declare that the good work you've begun in us, you are faithful to finish it because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We seek you for your help today as we get into your word. Give us eyes that see Jesus in it, ears that hear his voice and hearts that understand in this word who we are in him and who he is in us. We thank you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got a Bible, I want you to go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. We touched on this briefly uh, on last week's broadcast, but we are in a series that I'm simply calling Living Legacy. Now, if you know us and you know this ministry, then that word legacy, you know, comes up quite a bit around here. This is Legacy Television. We published the Legacy Letter uh, magazine. It's a word that has been at the heart of Sarah and I in our ministry since we launched this ministry in September of 2010. And it's because the idea and the concept behind it is, will, is really what grabs a hold of us and grabs us in our heart. And it's why we're so passionate about it. I could just simply read you the definition of the word legacy. It just simply means something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or a predecessor or from the past. In other words, it's just something that somebody older than you gave to you. One generation gives to another generation. And that I believe is a, is a pretty good description of my life and what it was like to grow up in what I've called the household of faith. And I've got grandparents that have been in ministry over 50 years preaching faith, preaching Jesus, preaching the word. My mom and dad been in ministry as long as I've been alive and, and for their entire marriage, uh, preaching the word, living by faith. And that's the kind of house that I grew up in. And when I met and fell in love with Sarah, married her, I found out that's the kind of house she grew up in, is a household of faith, a family that believes the word of God, that lives by the word of God and lives by their faith in the word of God. And of all the wonderful things that my grandparents, my parents have blessed us with, of all the great things that Sarah's family has blessed her with and blessed our family with, the, the one thing that I value more than any of it is that spirit of faith. I would not trade that for anything in the world. And now Sarah and I have two little ones, Justice and Jesse, and they are being raised in the household of faith. Faith is what we were given and faith is what we are giving. And that's what's at the heartbeat of this ministry 
and it's what's at the heartbeat of Legacy Church. Now, if you don't know what Legacy Church is, if you're not up to date, let me catch you up right now. We are launching Legacy Church later this year. We're aiming at the fall of this year. It's not here in Texas. We are moving to the mountains of Colorado. We found a beautiful property just outside of Colorado Springs, over 150 acres with a facility that we can convert, turn into a church. Needs a lot of love, but we're up for it. And we're excited about the launch of this new church. And what's at the heart of it is legacy. What's at the heart of it is giving to the next generation what's been given to us. And we found our place ourselves in this scripture here. In Ephesians 3.20, you've heard this before, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That is the scripture that Legacy Church is built upon. We have known for uh, nine years, almost 10 years now, that our mandate and our assignment was to preach Jesus to every generation. But it's really not until the last several months, late in 2018 on into this year, that we saw it here in this scripture. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you I've never seen it before now, but it takes the church to fulfill that assignment. It takes having a place where every generation comes together in one place and is assembled in that place where you can look them into the eyes and speak into their heart and speak into their lives and into their families and declare to them that the same Jesus that has saved the generations before is the, generation, is the same Jesus that'll save this generation is the same Jesus that will save the generations that are coming. This is the heartbeat of Legacy Church. And we spent a long time talking about that on last week's broadcast, and I encourage you again to go back and listen to that if you've missed it. But let me read to you one more time the mission statement and the assignment on this church. At the heart of Legacy Church is the unyielding conviction that Jesus was, is, and will always be the answer. He is Jesus for every generation. This local church with a global call, serves as a platform from which we reach the nations, serving our generation with the Word of God, teaching them how to live by faith, how to experience whole life prosperity, and how to raise a family and the household of faith. So those things right there outline the mission, the assignment on Legacy Church to preach Jesus to every generation, to teach people how to walk by faith, how to, if you will, live by faith in the day of grace, to teach people how to experience a whole life prosperity, and to teach families how to raise their family in the house of faith. So what I want to do on today's broadcast and over the weeks to come is take every one of these pillars that, that undergird the foundation or I guess I should say stand upon the foundation of Legacy Church and our, and our assignment there. And I want to talk specifically about what we see in each one. Now, I can't get into them completely thoroughly. I've got just a few minutes with you today, but I just want to touch on it. And I want, I want to make sure that you, our viewing audience, and our partners, people who are watching all over the world, you understand what's at the heart of Legacy Church and what it means to us to live legacy. 
this living legacy, what that is all about. This first one that I mentioned about teaching and serving our generation with the Word of God, teaching them how to walk by faith. You know, that comes straight out of the pages of Scripture. Go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. And I want to read this to you. I know you've heard it before, but you can't hear too much about faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Listen to it again. We walk by faith and not by sight. You know, one of the words that stands out to me in this verse above all the others is that little word, we, W-E, we. That's you, that's me. You plus me equals me, we, got it, you got it, okay. It equals we, it's, that's, that's us, it's who we are. I want you to take note um, in some of these verses that surround this, just back up to chapter four and listen to some of these. I mean, I could really read this entire chapter to you and so many times, one right after the other, you see verse one, therefore we have this ministry as we have received mercy. We do not lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. If you go to verse five, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, our Lord. Verse seven, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Verse eight, we are hard pressed. We are persecuted or perplexed. Uh, you've heard all these verses before. I don't want to take time to read each one of them, but I want you to hear who he's talking to and who he's talking about. In verse 11, we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Verse 13, this is the one I want you to hear. And since we have this same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. Verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary, the things which are not seen are eternal. This is so jam-packed with stuff, but did you hear how many times you hear this little word, we, we? It comes up every time, we. Who's he talking about? You, me, us. He's talking about us. And I have discovered, just as any child discovers growing up in a house, you find out a lot about who you are in and as a family, especially in those moments when you go to mom and dad and say, hey, all my friends are going here. They're all doing this. Can I go? And they say, no. And then just like every kid has ever said, but that's not fair. Everybody else gets to go. Everybody else gets to do. Everybody else gets to say. Everybody else says this. And you find out right there in that moment who we are, who this family is. When mom and dad look back at you and say, I don't care if everybody else gets to go. We don't go there. We don't do that. Do you ever experience saying something at home that you heard at school? You heard one of your friends say a word and it sounded fine to you at school and you came home and you said that word and then all of a sudden the room got like deathly still and quiet as mom and dad did that slow motion turn to you and they say, what did you say? 
and you said it again and you could tell something was wrong. And they said, where did you hear that? And you said, well, so-and-so said it. They say it and they say it. And they say, I don't care if everybody else talks like that. In this house, come on somebody, in this house, we don't talk like that. We don't say that. You're finding out in those moments who you are and what it means to grow up in this house. Well, the house of faith is the same way. The household of faith is the exact same way. And as we read these scriptures, we're finding out what it means to grow up in the house of faith because that's who we are. We are people of faith. Legacy Church is a church that's built on the foundation of faith in God, faith in His Word, and an understanding of what faith really is. And you find out a lot, like I said, a lot about who you are in this house. And we'll talk more about this perhaps in the next couple of weeks. But the one I want to draw your attention to here is what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith. In this house, we walk by faith and we do not walk by sight. And it's like, I don't care if everybody else in the world gets to walk by sight. In this house, that's not how we walk. And really, don't, you don't need to just hear me saying that. You need to hear your Father God saying, in this house, in my house, we walk by faith. So if we're going to walk by faith, we're going to have to understand what faith is and understand how faith comes understand how faith works. But one of the simplest ways I can describe faith to you is found here in the book of Ephesians. Turn over here and look at this with me. In Ephesians chapter 2, you see the same concept in the book of Romans chapter 4. If we have time, we'll look at that as well. But in Ephesians chapter 2, I know I'm giving you a lot of scripture, but it's so important that we use the scripture as foundation and not somebody else's ideas or thoughts or concepts. And the, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, you know what, I can't help it. We just gotta start at verse one. You, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So he's describing who we used to be. And he says, by nature, we were children of wrath. Did you notice this phrase, just as the others? In other words, you blended in to that unredeemed, unborn again world. There was nothing different about you, just as the others. But, verse 4 says, God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loves us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Notice this. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And this is what I want you to see in verse eight. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. The book of Romans, where I mentioned to you a moment ago, tells us that we have access into this grace. How? By faith. 
How do you get in to everything that grace is and everything that grace is provided? Because when you were born again, you were saved by that grace. When Jesus became the Lord of your life, He pulled you up out of that crowd where you used to blend in and you were just as the others. And now all of a sudden, there's something very different about you. You have been born again. You have been literally raised from the dead to life on the inside. And now there's something different about you. How did that happen? Well, grace did it. Sure, absolutely grace did it, but it wasn't grace alone, was it? It was faith Notice this, in response to the grace. It was faith in response to the grace. And if I could put faith in just the most simplest terms I could think of, that's what I would say it is. Faith is simply the response to grace. It's the only appropriate response to grace. I mean, just think about how you were born again. Think about that day the first day you ever tasted grace. How did that happen? I don't know for you if it was in a church service. I don't know if it was in somebody's living room or if it was watching a broadcast like this one. But if you're born again, then at some point in your life, you got a first taste of that grace. And the way that happened was you heard the gospel. Somebody somewhere told you God so loved you that he gave Jesus to you. And somebody began to explain to you the gospel message that even though you and I were worthy of punishment, condemnation, and death, Jesus took all that upon himself and made and wants to make this, cha- this exchange with you. He wants to ch- exchange all your sin for his righteousness. He wants to make you the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. Somebody told you that in Christ Jesus, you can live totally free, totally forgiven. You can live free from condemnation. You can live free from shame and guilt. And you can live victorious in this life. You can have victory over sin, sickness, disease, and the devil himself. Somebody told you that good news message. And the day you first tasted of it was the day you first responded to it in faith. Now, I don't know, maybe you heard it a hundred times before that. Maybe you were in a house that, that believed that and taught that. Maybe you went to children's church or church your whole life and heard these things. But the day you were born again was the day you responded to it in faith. You said something. Something came out of your heart and out of your mouth and you responded to that grace. What did you say? You said, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth, you are Lord. You lived for me, died for me, and rose again for me, and I make you the Lord of my life. I repent of all my sin. I receive your cleansing, your forgiveness. Thank you for making me new. I am a new creation in you. What am I doing right now? I am responding by faith to His grace. And that simple response of faith gives me access to everything that grace has provided. Everything. All the salvation, all the healing, all the deliverance, all the prosperity, all the goodness, 
all the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, every good and perfect gift that has come from God to me through Jesus, my faith gives me access to all of that grace. And that's what this church is all about. This legacy church that I'm talking to you about, the assignment on this church is to teach people and to serve our generation with the Word of God and teach them how to walk by faith. It's not just the initial born-again experience. It's that same principle and truth and power that saved you in that moment that now you live every day after that by. That's why he said we walk by faith. You're born again when you respond in faith to the grace of God. But guess what? You experience victory in this life when you respond by faith to the grace of God. You experience healing in your body. How? When you respond in faith to the grace of God. By His stripes you were healed. You've heard that one before. That's grace, man. That is pure grace. And you know who experiences it? The people who respond to it in faith and say, I believe that. I'm not, I'm not believing lying symptoms. I do not believe a report, even if it's a factual report about something going on in my body. What I choose to believe, I don't deny its existence, but what I choose to believe is that this is what's true. And the truth of this word will change the current status and shape of this body. Who gets the grace? People who respond to it in faith. This is one of the major pillars of Legacy Church. It's to serve a generation with the Word of God, teaching them how to live by faith in the day of grace. I've got just a few seconds left. I'll simplify it for you even more than that. Your life and mine is supposed to be an ongoing conversation between grace and faith. And when you look into the Word of God and you find a promise from God to you, you need to understand that, especially if it's something that belongs to you in and through what Jesus did. Be quick to recognize that's grace. And that's God speaking to you. Grace has spoken and said, I love you. Now, how does faith respond? I don't feel loved. I, I need to feel the love. No, that's not faith. Faith responds not by sight, not by feeling, but by looking into the Word and saying, you love me? I believe you love me, and I receive that love. Grace has spoken and said, you are redeemed. Faith responds and says, I believe in that redemption. I receive it. Grace has spoken and said, you are healed. Faith says, thank you. I believe that. Grace has spoken and says you are prosperous and I don't care what is or isn't in the bank or in your wallet. Faith says, thank you. I believe that and I receive that. This is what's at the heart of Legacy Church. This is living legacy. This is what we've been given and this is what we will give others. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. 
You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the house of faith.